Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, podcast fam. Today is Wednesday, October the 23rd. It is a beautiful day here in Ottawa. It's also full-blown fall. I think I might be coming down with a cold. I'm not sure. I have like a weirdness in my voice right now. Um, And, you know, speaking of weird things, October is kind of a weird transition month for me. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, um... November is honestly a little weird for me too, because it's getting cold and the days are shorter and shorter. And this just like impacts me in a less than great way. (laughs) I've, I've been paying attention to the way I feel at this time of year for several years now. And it's, it's always the same. We're right on cue. I feel slow. I have low energy and I'm not social at all. I have this almost instinctual urge to just nest away in my house and stay inside and get cozy. Uh, so that's what I've basically been doing for the past couple of weeks. And I guess I, I have slipped in an adventure or two in there, but most of the time I've been alone in my house recharging. And during my recharge, I've been creating space where I can just be okay with the way I'm feeling. You know, I'm not looking for an explanation. I'm not trying to justify the reasons I'm feeling low. I'm just offering some compassion to, I don't know, like my inner child and to my body and to my emotions and all of the things. I'm going through loving dialogue and just being me, whatever that looks like. So why am I telling you all this? Well, it's because this is a challenging time of year for many people. I've been ta- I've been hearing it, talking to friends. Everyone's just kind of feeling blah. And it's so important to give yourself permission to just chill and recharge and reestablish a connection of love with yourself. It's time to just take a step back and find you. And this leads me to my very special guest today. Um, this guy, I mean... Somehow I connected with him on Instagram several months ago, and I was immediately drawn to him, his messaging, all the things he talks about. Um, We're very much on the same wavelength when it comes to love and changing your life by empowering yourself versus looking for external validation. His name is Kevin Crenshaw. He is a love coach. He studies, practices, and teaches all about self-love and emotional mastery, what it looks like, what it feels like, and how to evolve your love life into a safe, trusting, and loving space, whether that's with yourself or with others. Both. He does both. He's fabulous. Kevin has quickly become one of my favorite influencers or personalities, whatever you want to call them, on social media. He's actually my very first guest on the podcast that I've never met in person. But I had to have him on the show because I feel like he speaks to me directly <laughs> and all of his actionable tips about self-love are all things that I've 
been figuring out over the last three years of being single and working on my own relationship to myself. So everything resonates. He's He's got a great message. This is why I'm so excited to have him on the show. This podcast is for anyone with a big heart but feels stressed, frustrated, or confused about love. And for anyone out there struggling with self-love and or who is looking for a change. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into it. Here's my guest today, the heart guy, Kevin Crenshaw. All right. Hello, Kevin Crenshaw. How are you today? Fantastic. (laughs) Amazing. So I'm talking to you on Skype right now. Where are you? Like, where are you in the world? Santa Monica, California. Okay. For some reason, I thought you lived like in Denver. Is that weird? <laughs> or Dallas? Did you spend time in Dallas? I did, yes, I did spend time in Dallas. Okay. Uh, born and raised in Memphis, and then I spent two years in Dallas. I traveled the world for a year. I was nomadic, mainly in Australia and Canada, and then uh, landed here. Okay, very cool. Well, I'm really stoked that you're on the show today. This is kind of like a pivotal, uh, monumental episode because you're actually the very first person um, that I've had as a guest that that I don't know in person. So I've never actually met you in person. <laughs> but I'm like a huge fan of yours on Instagram and I love your messaging. And I was like, yeah, we just started DMing. I was like, you want to be on my show? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, it's an honor. So thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, so um, I, I want to kind of get into it because you have a really unique vision and perspective on Instagram, especially for your age. Like how, how old are you? 25. You're 25. You're talking a lot about love. You're talking about, you're a love coach, correct? Mm-hmm. I am. You talk a lot about the emotional side and filling your own cup and all of these really cool things that I find people aren't talking. It's not mainstream, it's not mainstream content. And that's the number one reason why I just like, I'm enthralled with your with your stuff and your message. So let's talk about it. I want to hear a little bit about your story first. Like, who are you? How did you become, at such a young age, what was the moment or the story behind what you're doing right now? Yeah, so I was a shy nerd kid that didn't talk to anybody. I was extremely socially awkward, suicidal, um, very heavily medicated, ADD, ADHD, I had sleep apnea, allergies, asthma. I was taking breathing treatments and inhalers every day. Oh my God. Um, and I was, was just looking for an escape. Fitness became my escape, and so... Okay. Um, I just threw myself into that realm and as fitness kind of evolved and I started like being more confident, I was like, whoa, people are asking me for help. They used to pick on me. What's this? <laughs> and you got to think that it's really helping people. Like and in the fitness, in the fitness community. Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. World. Okay. And then I became a group fitness instructor and teaching 23 classes a week. All wow. Memphis and, um, <laughs> I just really fell in love with it. And, you know, going from a shy nerd kid to being in front of, hundreds of people every week with a mic on in person um i got really confident in in that way but it filled me it like just filled me up with a sense of purpose yeah so i mentioned that because i was in the fitness industry before i do what i do now and it's important to note that because that might come up later on but okay i mean you know the number one question i get asked is how'd you get started in this it's not like oh hey i have this problem or whatever it is they're like okay what the fuck you're 25 you're a love coach like how yeah why (laughs) That's, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I got lots to say on all that stuff. But my ex fiance cheated on me and dumped me, and I held a loaded pistol in my mouth and almost took my life. And then the two relationships after her cheated on me, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Maybe it's me. 
And then I, it almost happened again. And I was like, all right, wow, stop. Everybody pause, time out. This ain't happening. And like, I just dove in and got obsessed with love and relationships, reading books, uh, going to seminars, doing personal development. Cause even when, you know, especially doing fitness, I started like working mm-hmm. on myself. So I was, I was, um, reading books and going to seminars, but then it became around the subject of love and relationships instead of just like business growth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And was able to work through my own patterning and recognize that I had codependent tendencies that I, cause I was just a love bug. Right. So I'm like, why, why are you cheating on me? Why are you, you guys like, I, I here I am pouring my entire heart out to you and that's how you treat me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't connect the dots cause I thought I was giving them everything, but I wasn't giving them what they needed. Mm-hmm. And there were some things that I was just unaware of. And so I was able to break some of my patterning and here I am building a fitness career and all, I'm never reading a book about fitness or nutrition or building a business, always love and relationships. And so my friends knew this, um, and I was the go-to person for advice and I was able to help a friend save his marriage. And that was when I was like, Oh, I'm good oh, at this. <laughs> and amazing. Then, um, yeah. And then, I, and then, like I said earlier on, you know, I traveled the world in 2018 and went all over Australia, Canada, parts of the U S I hadn't been, but in that experience, I was able to get outside of the gym because the gym had become my life and my realm. And I was able to be like free of that and go, what do I really want to do? And then Mm. I was wrestling with this idea of like love coach, relationship coach, but I'm like, ah, who's going to listen to me? I don't have a right relationship. Like all these things that I was working through in my head. And finally I just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And so I launched as the heart guy, uh, about a year and a half ago. And here we are. This is what I do. And I, you know, I, I've got a book on the way. I'm creating an app, which we can probably talk about too later. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to change the date online dating industry. Oh, that's exciting! And I'm, <laughs> and I do you know live events and everything. It's really amazing. But what I do is not necessarily like telling people what to do with their love life because who the fuck am I? Yeah. So, like, so that's that's a really good question. I want to ask you because love coaching. I mean, I come from a skiing background. I actually coach high performance sport for twelve years, and like coaching people is not necessarily like the technical things. It's like making connections and figuring out a way that they can learn and understand what you're saying. <laughs> Cause yes. that's, there's like a knack to that. Yeah. So with, with what I do is remove the blockages on why we're not either being love or receiving love. Cause love is quite literally the essence of who you are. It, you know, deep down at your core, what you know you should be doing, what relationship you should get out of or start or what you should say, you yeah. know, all this shit, you know yeah. what you need to do. And I'm here to help re- you uncover why you're not doing what you know you need to do, which is a lot of healing work. So I, I, because I know how to break trauma and or heal trauma and break patterns. That's what I do with my clients. Uh, cause I did it within myself. And when you do that, you open up yourself to having a different experience of relationships, intimate relationships, mm-hmm. um, and allowing love into your life. So whether it's, I don't believe I'm worthy of the right relationship or we're not receiving love because we're just love bugs and we give, 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 hoping everybody, when we make other people happy, then we'll be happy. As lots of stuff with this, but it is healing like inner child stuff, healing stuff with your parents, healing generational curses, um, self-worth. Like I do a lot of mirror work, um, literally talking to yourself in a mirror. That's how yeah. I changed my life. It's, it's how I changed my life too. It's how I changed my life too. It's like part of my, my love your body challenge is like, that's challenge number one. It's, it's like so important. I love it. It is. It is. So 
uh, being honest with yourself. You know, the eyes are the windows to the soul, but that doesn't have to mean with somebody else. So if I was to ask you to answer this question, like with a word, what would it be? Yeah. Love is truth. Love is truth. I love that. That's very good. Okay. Let's talk about the ego. One of the more popular words that's being spoken about right now, or at least in my community world is the ego and how everyone has an ego. However, it's hard for someone to really understand how the ego works and how your sense of self is very much intertwined with that. So I do a lot of stuff on awareness and mindfulness um, and how to pay attention to your life. So what does that look like for you? What does the ego look Amazing, like? And because I want to pause, rewind, play. What yeah. you just said yeah. about like awareness, mindfulness, for everybody listening, self-awareness is the biggest superpower you can have. I, I concur. You can't, you can't change... <laughs> You can't change what you don't know is wrong, right? Or, right? So, so that's why the mirror work is so freaking powerful because you can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. You stop avoiding. So anyway, going back to what you, you asked, I, I kind of heard two different questions. Okay. But what, what was the question? More under like um, the ego. How does, how does yeah. one even recognize their own ego within themselves? What does that look like? That's kind of where I'm do- doing. Or not to add another question, like, how are you observing your own ego? Like that type of thing. How do we make I don't, even, make I don't even think about it like I'm observing my ego or my higher self or my this or my that. Okay. I'm just observing what is. Okay. And I'm not judging it or labeling it. Okay. And I'm saying how can Kevin respect and honor Kevin at a deeper level with more love? Okay. Because your ego is needed. Your ego is actually the gateway to boundaries. If you want to set boundaries, you got to have an ego. I love that. Okay, so what does that look like for someone? I understand, but your your audience is more spiritual, yeah. Um, I would I would just say there's a mix in there for sure. Okay. Like, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a lot of you guys, like it's this concept of oneness. We're all one. We're all connected. Yeah. Um, free flowing love. That is true, and you're also an individual, and that sense of you-ness is your ego. Mm. Now, when that just gets inflamed and inflated then it's quote unquote too much. You can stomp on other people. And most of us have been hurt with hurt by somebody with a big ego, or we see other people, we judge them that have a big ego. So we don't want to become that. And it's like how I say to my clients, it's like, you have a pure heart. You you actually care about other people. You have the awareness about how you're impacting other people. So you're never going to get to that spot where you're doing that. You're not going to allow yourself to do that. So it's okay to pump up your ego a little bit. Okay. And that's self, less self-love, like patting yourself on the back and going, yeah, I can deserve it. Look at yeah. what I just did. Look yeah. at who I am. I got a huge heart. Of course this happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's like living in royalty, I call it, okay. instead of beating yourself up constantly. Because you, in that, we could even go into um, a lot of people think that suffering is a prerequisite to love yes. because of whatever Hollywood's done and how it's portrayed in the media or even um, – with our parents as we were, when we were infants, like literally learning how to walk. Um, we learned how to get love or quote unquote attention based on how our parents responded or reacted to us. Right. So, you know, if you were crying, they didn't pay attention to you and then you actually hurt yourself, like you hit your head and you cried that different cry. And then you got attention. You learned that when I have pain, I get attention. So then 
was born the person that always has something going on and always has problems because what they're doing neurologically you want to think about it that way that's their that's how they think they can get love Mm -hmm. so oh i get a bigger i get a big problem and then people pay attention to me i get a big problem and then i can get love and attention i get connection because i get to share that with my friends so we're learning we're learning solution we're learning love through um like our foundation of love like immediately from when we're little tiny kids you actually learn that when you're in your mother's womb. Um, oh, fair. And, and because because if she has a heightened emotional experience, aka trauma, and she's super stressed, yeah, cortisol goes into her bloodstream, and you're connected to her bloodstream. Yeah, of course. Right. It, of course. And so um, stress patterns and, and all these emotional patterns that maybe like we feeling overwhelmed, stress, anxiety, whatever it is, um, those may not even be from your actual lifetime. That could be generational stuff passed down. There's a book called It Didn't Start With You that uh-huh. goes into that. So if you guys want to want to dive into that type of work, the book's called It Didn't Start With You, how actually like three generations ago, something happened and that, you know, great grandparent got a trauma of some sort and you can have it too. <laughs> I love that. I, uh, I love that. I, I fully, I do a lot of um, work with this one lady. Her name's Adele Stratton. I call her my Yoda. She's been on the show a bunch of times too. And um, this, we talk about this generational trauma and the generational, what we learn, it's what's in our DNA. I fully, I think that that's something that is hard for people to understand. And it's conversation that we don't have enough of. So like, yes, it's in us, but it's also, what are your, what are your thoughts on how, because trauma doesn't def- doesn't need to define somebody, and it doesn't mean if you have trauma in your life or in your past lives or whatever through the generations, it doesn't mean that you aren't that worthy of love. You're yeah, you're not worthy of love. You are worthy. So how can what are some how do we break that cycle of abuse to ourselves or in relationships? That's a big question. So it's, being, it's getting really clear on what you want. Number yeah. one. Mm. Uh, in, a, in, a, in your intimate relationships, and when I say that, when I when I bring this up to people, then they're like, "Oh, Kevin, I know what I want." Oh, really? Tell me. And they either tell me what they don't want, which is not what you want, okay, or they tell me, um, you know, somebody who has strong morals, you know, values, they they respect. There's lots of love. I can be myself. Yeah. Cool. I can go out on the street and find you somebody like that if you want me to right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. There. You know what I mean. Um, the more detail you can explain it, the better. And then it's the, the person, right, that's going to co-create the relationship, the actual relationship. How does it feel to be around this person? And then yourself, how do you have to show up in the world to co-create that type of an experience? And what because do you... We're waiting, we're waiting for the right person to just show up in our lives and then everything's fixed. Like, the relationship is what's co-created. So that means I have to evolve and elevate my way of being and what, how I'm showing up in order to get that type of a relationship. Because if we think about it, and, we, and when I do this exercise with people, whether it's a live event or in my, in my courses, we'll start writing out like what it is you want in the relationship and how it feels to be around this person and get really specific. Yeah. And then they're like, wow, that's a dream. That feels out of my league. And I'm like, great. Now the next list of questions is how you have to show up. And then they write all that stuff. They go, cool, are you showing up as that? Nope, great. There's the answer. Yeah. So – it's also recognizing your subconscious definitions of love and relationships um, because a lot of us have this grand vision of what love is. And then um, 
you know, we see somebody having PDA and we like get knots in our stomach. Yeah. Well, you're just judging what you want, which you'll never get it because you think that once you get it, other people are going to judge you in the same way. So. Oh, I like that. Actually. I've never thought of it that way. I like that a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's really, I was thinking like when you said this grand thing, because I grew up in a generation where like Disney princesses, the princess, the wedding, it's all about the wedding and the marriage. And like, I got married and I was like, okay, well now what? Like, and like, and I was like, wow, this is not at all. Yeah. My wedding was amazing. I had a fun time. It was great. But then it's like, then it's like, there's no, there's, there's nothing like I was in a continuous stream of relationships where I was constantly looking for external to validate myself. And I was never really like paying attention or validating or filling my own cup rather with the good stuff that I want. Um, so I love that you help people do it. So what is like, what's the biggest barricade there? What's the hardest thing for people to do when, when you're asking them to run through these exercises? Um, like, is it, is it hard the for The entire thing is, is shifting from, a, shifting from looking for the right person to yes. becoming the right person. That's the entire thing, right? So oh, I need to find the right person or they need to act this way or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going, how can I show up so that they can maybe suggest that? Or how can I show up so that we can change things? It's taking ownership of, of your love life and not trying to find it, but letting love find you and allowing it and accepting it and receiving it. So the biggest thing here is is shifting that narrative because we've been taught a lot that love is outside of us or love yes. finds us or we need to suffer and before, you know, I need to suffer and prove my love to you. Like, yeah, what is that? That's, like, that's Hollywood. That's... I, I've mentioned it. I've mentioned that a few times. You know, the media has done an amazing betrayal of. Um, I'm gonna suffer and try to prove and prove and chase and chase and chase and prove and prove and stick with you and fight it and endure it and then oh, and then you'll change your mind and then it'll then we'll get married and we'll have a great time happily ever after. Yeah, that's literally like that's every love story ever. Yeah, and it's like okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> think about that in a real life context that makes for an amazing script <laughs> yeah yeah but um there are obviously um one-offs like obviously that has happened before but everybody loves to be the exception and so i like to look at things a little bit more realistically but the biggest hurdle in all of that all in all of this is the decision to forgive Ooh, because, i'm gonna write that down mm-hmm. the decision because to forgiveness forgive. and letting go is actually easier than holding on mm-hmm. whether it's holding on to a relationship how i think things should be or an expectation um we're trying to control because actually when a lot of times when we're just frustrated and we're trying to coach our partner or we're trying to um you know we're going psycho mode and start stalking somebody that we're dating because yeah. we're jealous of their ex or whatever it is a like craziness we're trying to control the external world instead of controlling ourselves in our own emotions and how we respond and react to certain things. So the decision to forgive is the hard part because letting go and forgiving is easy. Mother Teresa said it best. If you want to learn to love, you must learn to forgive because being in a relationship is forgiveness over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And knowing that that person has the best intentions for you, they're, you know, whatever hurt you quote unquote. Yeah. Um, is just there maybe from their own hurt because hurt people hurt people. Yeah. 
<laughs> hurt and, people do hurt people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, going, talking to people in a relationship for just a second, like you have to know that your partner has the best intentions for you because they chose you. Yeah. They chose to be with you. Why would they ever want to hurt you? They have the best intentions. So it's learning to learning that, but then also having the such self-awareness of how you're being treated. Okay. They might have pure intentions. They may love your guts, but they also might be super controlling. And that's not something that you deserve or want. Yeah, but then you also have a choice whether that relationship is serving you or not. Exactly, right? yes. So I just want to talk about the letting go thing because um, letting go, if someone tells me just let that go, I want to tell them to go fuck themselves. Fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so yes, I completely understand. Um, However, I'll just add, it wasn't until I started to understand that forgiveness is for me, not for the other person. So, or not for the person I'm forgiving. So once I kind of got that and I started to understand how I identify with these stories and I identify with the pain or the anger, like it actually becomes part of like who I am. Like I'm that, can you believe what that girl said to me? Can you believe, or what he did to me? And it makes me feel almost empowered to deliver those types of messages. So letting go of that is hard in, in that yeah, sense. Because you feel a surge of certainty. You're that, um, that s- emotion of anger yes. gives you safe boundaries and power. Yes. It makes me f- feel it's a false power, but it, it does make me feel no, that way. Totally. So yeah. like having, putting space between that and ha- being mindful, or I, I talk a lot about practicing awareness and how I, I'm aware that this stuff's going and that I have a choice that I always, there's always a choice, um, is allowing me to like, let go of things. I'm allowed to choose to let go. That's kind of how I see it. I don't know. What do you think? Like, is, cause a lot of people say letting go is easy. It is, but there needs to be some level of work done to be able to do it. No. Or healing. I would say letting go is an awareness of this toxic, this pattern is not good for me. I respect myself now. I'm going to stop this. Yes. That's all it is. But again, prerequisite of seeing yourself different, which is awareness, which is mirror work that we talked about earlier, right? Like starting to respect yourself. When Mm -hmm, you respect mm -hmm. yourself, and I I say self-respect is it hits me different, I think, as a man than self-love. But when I, you know, it's the same thing. But when you respect yourself so deeply, that I'm not going to allow myself to get into a toxic situation, environment, conversation, yeah. relationship, then I'm going to choose to let it go. But the interesting thing about what that, when, you, when you're actually letting go, you're, what you're actually doing is taking control of yourself. Yes. Right? That's, and you're yeah. making room for something else to come into your life. Because if you just hoard, if you're a hoarder, and are hoarding, <laughs> holding on to, you know, resentment, anger, jealousy, bitterness, all these emotions, and you're just hoarding all this stuff inside of yourself, you're going to be stressed as fuck, and nobody's going to find that attractive. But you're waiting for Prince Charming to bust through your wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man. It ain't going to happen. You need to, like, work on you so that Prince Charming can find you attractive. I don't know. Right. Right. That's becoming the one, not waiting for somebody to come through and save the day. And a lot of us are waiting for permission to ah, that's a good word. Really do that for some reason. Like your parents aren't around anymore. You're an adult. You don't need permission from anybody. Maybe you need permission from yourself. Have an executive decision. 
sit down at a desk <laughs> and go, okay, self, are we doing this? Yeah, we're doing this. Cool, I gave you permission. Maybe write yourself a permission slip if you want to. Have fun with it. But like, <laughs> you don't you don't need that external permission from anybody to do anything. It's your life. So, okay, we talk about a little bit about these things happening in relationships with other people, with ourselves. However, what are some of like some clear cut signs that people are in a toxic relationship? Because I, I believe that most of the time we don't even know that we're just kind of like yeah. in it. So is the person, is the, yeah, yeah. So you're saying like, what are the signs? Like, yeah. So, because I don't know, there are people out there that wait until they're re- literally at rock bottom to sort of start working on themselves. But there could be some things that you can do in your life right now to help you to get over this a little bit more. Yeah. So one of the biggest ones is if this relationship is causing you more stress than freedom and happiness, that ain't it, fam. Yeah. Um, that ain't it. That ain't it. That so ain't like, it. Like, move on. And, that, and, and, and let, it, let that be. Right. They're not compatible with you. You're not compatible with them. That doesn't mean anything about your self-worth. That doesn't mean anything about really anything. Cool. Found out you're not compatible. So yeah. do you want to sit and try to control them into being the right person? Or do you want to, uh, you know, maybe do everything you can, obviously, mm-hmm. to, to shift and save the relationship and mm-hmm. to be there for them and maybe fill them up instead of trying to get them to fill you up? I don't know. Interesting. And if you're doing because this is why I hate, uh, hate is a very strong word, but I'm going to use it. Um, the way that most people approach their love life right now is what can you do for me? What can you do for me? Yeah. Walls up. Don't hurt me. But what can you do for me? Yeah. Versus holy shit. You're an amazing human being. I want to love the fuck out of you. Yeah. I, it's completely different. Uh, it's so cool. Cause that's like, I, I'm kind of gra- glad that you brought that up. That's exactly sort of what has been happening with me in my, like I'm starting, I'm, entering into a new relationship after three years of being single and working on myself. And I just want to give and serve. That might not be the right word. Um, but like be of service to and, and love and be happy and share my life with someone as opposed to like take and want and need. And I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't love a good foot rub every now and then, or like someone to cook me dinner, but (laughs) Hey, yeah. is it coming back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, yeah. Uh. Um, I, I, one of the quotes I want to actually, I want to actually read a couple quotes that you have on your Instagram that oh, I that okay. resonate with me. Um, I'm not sure if you are. Are these all your quotes for the most part, or do the come ones in, with the, a lot of them are? Yeah, with the little hearts so on them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I, I chose just basically those. I mean, um. Okay. And I just kind of want you to give me, you know, like a sentence or two uh, in response to the quote, okay? Or to further it. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. Okay, the first one um, really resonated with me a lot. um, And I've seen it in many of my friends and in myself growing up. But the right attention from the wrong individual during a lonely time can fool you into thinking they might be the one. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we can equate attention to love. Um, or just because somebody pays attention to me doesn't necessarily mean that they value me. Um, and when you're starving for attention, you'll kind of do anything and you'll make up stories in your head. Love it. Okay. Unconditional love doesn't mean unconditional acceptance of bad behavior. Mm, That's good. Bam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Um, yeah, because we, uh, 
like unconditional love. I love you so much. So I'm going to sit here and suffer. Like, yes, really? I've done um, that. I've been there. Like, I'm sure you've I, been there too. too. Yeah. Yeah. I have too. And it's because I was waiting for other people to give me the attention mm-hmm. or the respect or the love that I wasn't giving myself. Like I was betraying myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why I was cheated on three times in a row. Um, okay. Love is not a reason to tolerate disrespect. Yep. Same thing. You know, the suffering doesn't have to happen. Like somebody's disrespecting you. That's literally the opposite of love. I don't care what, and watch what people do, not what they say, especially if your love language is words of affirmation. Okay. This is, this is actually, uh, yeah, this is actually really good because the doing is the loving. The doing is the loving. Mm -hmm. It, it, for me, like well, love is not a word; it is an action. Is kind of what I'm trying to say is, here. It's a place you go, and out of that mm. place of Ooh, being like comes your actions. Okay. You be love, and then you do the love—not <laughs> just sex, but like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, how they treat you is more important than how much you like them. That's kind of going on to what we just said, but can you speak yeah. to that a little further? Yeah. How, what's it like to be around them? Because sometimes we can make up uh, perceptions of people based on our limited view of point of them, you know, and we make, oh, this person is this way because I've only been with, I've seen them in this environment. So yeah. they must be like that all the time. Okay. Well, how does it feel energetically to be around them and give it time? The more time, that's it, data collection. Basically dating is getting data about somebody right so like seriously <laughs> yeah okay, yeah, cool. yeah. How does, what, okay this is how they respond to that this feels good cool but like i'm i'm not needy so i'm not going to throw myself into the situation like let's feel it out let's play it slow or if it feels right then yes go with it but it's because i work with a lot of people that have codependent tendencies or that are needy because i was so yeah. it's like i do take it to the other extreme of like actually start to like take it slow because a lot of times you just take things really fast yeah that's that whole thing with the right attention from the wrong individual in a lonely time people move so fast like i've seen that a lot of times where people feel like they just need something and they make bad decisions (laughs) the bad decisions are made and then they feel trapped or stuck like they have to keep pursuing these relationships almost yeah, it's not from the right place. It's not from the right place. Intention is everything. Um, if you avoid the conflict to keep the peace, you start a war inside yourself. This one was big for me because this is something that I did often. I shut up. I You have another quote somewhere about um, about not speaking your word or truth or your word. But if you avoid the conflict to keep the peace, you start a war inside of yourself. Totally. Totally. Happened to me. World War two, three, four, or five. Like, also, this is something I talk about a lot with my clients is uh, stress is not actually an emotion. It's a lack of emotion. So mm. emote is to emote your truth, right? To speak up, right? You, yeah. Earlier you asked me love is, I said truth. That is speaking your truth. Yeah. And being free to just be your truth and your true self around other people. But if you try to put on a mask or you mold yourself into somebody that you're not just so that they can like you mm-hmm. or you shut up so that you don't start a fight. Mm-hmm. You're making, you're literally entrapping all that energy inside of you. 
and then you will be stressed and you will have resentment and you will have bitterness and then that might manifest physically and then you won't be able to sleep Mm -hmm. and literally all is because you're not emoting Mm -hmm. it's so good i love that you're not speaking your truth which is why you should be using your vocal cords if you're a quiet person you don't want to upset anybody, I really encourage you to start, like, singing at the top of your lungs. (laughs) If you are that person that just, you know, they don't do much with your body, and you're just kind of like a homebody, and you're just like, I very highly encourage you to start dancing your ass off. (laughs) Use your body, use your breath, use your voice. That's the way that you emote. And Uh the more that you do that, the more comfortable you can be in expressing your truth. That's really good actionable advice. Using your body, using your breath. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I have, there's just a few more here, but just because someone desires you doesn't mean they value you. Yes. So how can we differentiate the desire versus value? Because some people believe it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right, so somebody desires is attention. They're giving you attention, they like you. Mm-hmm. They want you. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's like part of the equation, right? That needs to happen, obviously. Yeah. Um, value in... That the way that I mentioned it then is like a deeper, um, like long term, like I want to be with you type of a thing. Right. Because desire can be I want to be with you maybe for like now. Yeah. Um, it's out of selfish gain. Yeah. You know, uh, value is a deeper form of desire. Excellent. Does that make sense? I totally. Yeah. yeah I love okay. that. Um, okay. Your taste in people will change the more you love yourself. This one was. I Oh, 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 me too. Like unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, so what is that? What do you mean by that? The more you respect, love yourself, the more that you'll, the type of person you'll be drawn to, they'll also respect and love themselves. Mm -hmm. And you can't see it in the moment. Like this is something that I had to look back on and go, whoa, like my taste in women had changed. Yeah. And I, but in the moment, like I didn't know that that was happening, but basically I was loving myself and respecting myself even more. And then I only wanted to be with other people who respected themselves. It's really interesting to like reflect back on like the people that we date and try to see the patterns. You did mention earlier on how you were working through your own patterns and how you started to make those key, like connecting those key dots. (laughs) Um, it's really interesting to see like, what are we attracted to and why? Like just being, asking those questions. Oh, everything is a mirror. So (laughs) if if you keep attracting, I mean, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. If you keep attracting narcissists. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. Explain. There's never just one crazy person in a relationship, but there's always two. So if you're, this is, I hate to yes. label, I hate all this bullshit labeling of, oh, yep. it's a narcissist, it doesn't matter. But if you're labeling somebody as a narcissist, you might as well label yourself as a victim because you're choosing to stay in a relationship with a narcissist. That is really powerful. That is very powerful. There's, it's, it oftentimes, like when I see relationships and I know someone is being mistreated, I oftentimes wonder what it is in them that they need. It's a reflection of their self-worth. Right. And I know this from personal experience. I was, yeah. um, you're, you're basically your subconscious is like, you're, I'm being treated so horribly. Yeah, that seems about right because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what's happening in, the, in their subconscious, right? So that's why it's important to heal these wounds, to create new conditionings so that you can start to respect yourself at a deeper level. And this kind of bypasses your conscious yeah. um, and even your subconscious, which is um, why a lot of the work that I do is embodying new practices and like embodiment work with 
with uh, emoting and stuff like that because yeah. um, it creates a new resonance in your body. I, right? I That's why sound healing, breath work, um, emoting, like using your voice, breathing, dancing, that type of stuff is, is more impactful in terms of um, when you can choose a new condition. Because right now the condition is low self-worth. So you'll attract people that have that are treating you that way. I love this. Because the yeah. strongest force in the human psyche is the the desire to be in integrity with your belief of yourself. So okay. if I believe that I'm a piece of shit, my subconscious is going to do everything it can to align that truth to my life. I got you. I'm with you. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Th- that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's why it really is important to be like, okay, I am becoming more, more and more and more and more and focus on becoming and not just saying I am and then engaging yourself in that. Yeah. Because that's why affirmations don't work as well as they could is because you're like, if you're, say, overweight and you're like, I'm fit, I'm fit, I'm fit, your brain's like, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not, it's not going to land. So I am becoming is different than I am because we're never uh, stagnant. We're always becoming something. We're always evolving. Change is the only one thing that is constant. So I am becoming, I am becoming, I am becoming fit, I am becoming. And then that, that That's really good. Opens up, that opens up foreverness yes. for you to create that change. Because I could say that right now, even though I'm really fit, I could be like, I'm becoming more fit. And guess what's going to happen? I'll become more and more and more and more and more in a positive way towards what I want. Oh, okay. I have two more. Acting like you don't care isn't letting go. We did touch on letting go earlier, but I like this one a lot because a lot of people say, yeah, whatever. I don't care. But like... That's what, just giving up. That's what, just saying fuck it because you you don't want to face the truth of something. So we're just lying to ourselves, in other words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the last one is, uh, you tried to love someone into loving you. That's not how it works. That was like your most recent one, I think, or like one that was really up in the front. I love that one so much. You tried to love someone into loving you. That's not how it works. So what do you, what does that mean? We try to, we think we can change other people. They mm. say, oh, like, especially it's like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship. Not with you, just a relationship. And then you're, we're almost like, all right, suit up. I'm going to like change your mind because I want you. And it's like, so they just spoke your, their truth. Like, yeah. You have to respect that. Yeah. It's so hard for um, some people to, like, to accept that. Why? Why is it so hard to accept that? Because we're starving for love outside of ourselves because we've abandoned ourselves. And when we can start to fill up ourselves with love, the more self-love and respect that you have, if somebody says, I don't want a relationship right now, and you do with them, and they just don't, they're not in a space where they want one. That'll be massively disappointing, but it won't kill your life and you won't, you'll respect yourself enough to say, thank you for speaking your truth. I'm just not, we're going to like, we'll talk in a month or so. Like I need to be with myself. Like, you know what I mean? Or even give yourself a second to like, be like, why am I pursuing someone who doesn't want me? What is it in me that needs healing? Cause that is like, that's a crazy thing to, to try to manipulate a person into loving you. That's why I like this quote. that word because yeah that's exactly what it is yeah crazy okay so i am becoming i love that too <laughs> um okay so you do some courses so one of them the program that i saw on your um instagram link is the you have like a free challenge the 21 day heart challenge 
Yes. So that one. What is that? Literally the first thing I ever created, which uh, as my new brand. Yeah. Just basically getting out of your head and into your heart. Because we tend to overthink things a lot of times. So that's 21 different challenges that I've learned through the course of my life that to basically get you back into your body, get you present, get you out of your head. Um, So that's less relationship type stuff, but that is a free challenge that I have. Um, no, but I like I that because yeah. I feel like you need to have that sort of foundation somewhere um, to be able to recognize your behavior in a relationship. And I also love that all of these things are not just necessarily um, in relationships with like a romantic partner, but also like friendships and like even family relationships. Like all of this stuff is is all it's all intertwined. Like relation a relationship is a relationship, right? Like right, right. Um, okay, so the twenty one day heart challenge 21 days 21 challenges and then what is your true love accelerator i started kind of diving into that a bit and i'm like what is this i'm just gonna ask you yeah so the true love accelerator is a three-month online course okay um each week they get different videos and the video modules like cover a different subject but then there's homework and something to do so this is the tangible of how do i love myself or how do i heal this trauma or whatever it is we basically in those three months you uncover everything on how you're getting in your own way from receiving or giving love that you deserve. And you align yourself to a new conditioning pattern emotionally, but also subconsciously to becoming the one that will attract the one that they can then co-create the right relationship. So it's like end game, the right relationship, but Hey, I'm going to not even look at that for a second. And I'm going to like focus on me. It's deep inner healing work. Um, Ooh, I like like that. It's, it's forgiveness. It's, inner healing for your inner child as mastering your emotions, um, emotional freedom, stuff like that. And it's, so it's three months. Is this like a, like you can sign up at any time or is it like, so open? We have, yeah. So we have groups that start every month Okay. and they, you know, you start with a, a group of people at the same time because of the biggest part of this group of this course is community. It's not just an online video series where you're learning things. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. Now pause this video and go do this because that's where the change is, right? So you're yeah. going to get really fucking uncomfortable. Uh, but that's Ooh, that's a neat approach. And, I like that. And, yes. And so you'll have a, a group of people going through it together because you are your peer group. If you start surrounding yourself yeah. with people that are choosing themselves that are saying yes to being uncomfortable and getting comfortable being uncomfortable, you're going to do it too. (laughs) Um, And then I'm in there every single day too. Like I'm in their corner for three months making sure that you get results. So a lot, uh, you know, I'm I'm very heavily involved in the process with you basically. It's so like you, so you teach the course or the course is there plus you give additional time. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. So the course is there. That's the process. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you're struggling with the homework, if something happens in your life or you run into an ex or whatever's happening, like you post up in the group and then I'm there to talk it out with you. And then also some of that might happen for somebody else. And as I'm helping them, you'll listen in on that and be like, holy shit, I need to hear that too. Like it's amazing. I love those groups because they're so, the the, the sisterhood that's there is incredible. I mean, it's all women, but I was gonna I wanted to ask you that like um is there any men that do these types of things or I know Uh, yeah I have some uh one-on-one clients that are guys I think for guys it's just different being doing one-on-one stuff versus being in a group but uh at my at my live events I have a one-day event that's 12 hours long called unlock love and we do the work in the room it's not just like a seminar yeah cool it's, it's very dynamic but that that group that usually attends those events I would say it's 40% guys so 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how often do you do live events? And are they only like where you live? So I just got back from doing a tour, uh, Dallas, LA, Toronto, and Miami. Okay. I'm going to be doing another tour beginning of January, February. I don't, I'm not really sure yet, but I took a break to kind of rebrand, um, write my book and do a few other things. And then I'm going to be back on the road. So are you going to go to Toronto again? Cause that's really close to me. I'll go see ya. Yeah, definitely. I'll yeah. be out there. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you also have a podcast. I didn't know you had a podcast. I've never listened to your show. It's called the heartbeat. Really cool. And they're little short little clips. Yeah, for- it was like five minutes daily vlog of like my journey and my life and what was going on. And then I would also interview people from time to time. But it was just like a diary almost. Oh, like neat. A, look, a look into my head as I'm like doing life. And uh, I kind of stopped it because I was doing so stressed with the tour and a few other things. So I still have the podcast. The episodes are still up. There's still tons of gold nuggets in there, but it is not daily anymore. Okay. Um, so, like, okay. Yeah. That's like, that's great though. There, like when I was looking through the titles, I wasn't noticing like how often you post or anything like that, but, um, I think it's great. And you also do like Instagram, IGTV, and there's tons of really great stuff on Instagram. That's how I, I use. So anyone that's listening right now, just take a little pause and go to Kev, K-E-V Crenshaw, um, like at Kev Crenshaw and he's the heart, or the heart heart guy, guy. the heart guy. Yeah. The heart guy. Give him a like, give him a follow. Um, is there anything else that I'm missing here? Like what, how can we kind of wrap this all up? I have like a million more questions for you. Like I really want to do another podcast, but like, like what, what, what are some last words here? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Um, seek your truth. Like know you have self-awareness, have like crazy self-awareness. And the more you can cultivate self-awareness, the, the better you can know your boundaries, respect yourself. Just be kind to you. And I think that in doing that, it when you start to show yourself love and just kindness and respect, all the other outside stuff is going to follow suit. Because we teach people how to love us and respect us based on how we love and respect ourselves. That's so very eloquently put. Perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting. You're a fascinating person. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm honored. I love it. Um, okay. Well, have a great day. Well, that was amazing. (laughs) I want to give a huge shout out to my guest, Kevin Crenshaw, the heart guy. If you are on Instagram, go over and give him a follow at at Kev Crenshaw or look up the heart guy. Also, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review of my show. I'd love to hear your comments so we can all share the love. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time. So I never, ever, ever do this, but today we get another little treat, a little extra bonus content. After Kevin and I clicked the stop recording button, we continued to chat and the conversation was just so good that we started the recording again. So here's a little bonus uh, with my guest, Kevin Crenshaw. Have a great day, guys. Okay, we're getting a little bonus content here. Uh, So you were talking about about psychology. I was talking about psychology. 
I was talking about psychology and going to a psychologist, uh, when I was getting divorced and, um, and how it was like this bandaid slap sort of coping strategies to get through, um, or to cope with our relationship or cope with each other. And I thought it was bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of my clients and I don't know much about psychology, like the traditional therapy. Yeah. Um, but a lot of my clients come to me and they have done therapy. They're seeing a psychologist. They're journaling. They're meditating. They're saging their room. They're fucking chanting yeah. and praying to God. Like all of these things. Um, it's like you're doing the, everything but the actual work. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? And so I it's do. You're dancing around a feel good. You're going from meditation to meditation and you're chasing a feel good thing. That meditation is like the new going out drinking almost now Mm -hmm. it's like cool it's another pattern of avoidance you're just not numbing yourself with alcohol you're just trying to get outside of your body and back into spirit like you still and then you come back into your body and you still have the same fucking patterns Uh, (laughs) it's like you know what i mean i do and so that's why uh, i'm able to help my clients get results really fast and even sometimes in one session it's because it's not just talking about things i give you like the hard homework to do Yes. Uh, that's actually getting, like I said, get you really uncomfortable and change things. And I think that's just what's missing with a lot of with a lot of stuff out there um, that that is considered healing and or things of that nature. Because we think we feel better. Oh, oh my God, I feel better. I'm healed. And then we go into life and the same pattern keeps showing. Yes. Up. Yes. It's yes. Like, no, then you're not healed. You just felt better for a moment. How can we actually lean into this and? rewire your subconscious conditioning so you can free yourself from the pattern because you have two choices always repeat or evolve and it's up to you every single second of every day what are you going to do amazing amazing the doing the actionable <laughs> things i this is yeah great thank you yeah and, it, and yeah of course and it's, <laughs> yeah i mean we could, we could keep talking there, there's no there's the coping like i i mean I always try to give people um, in my blogs like a personal experience and then this is what I did to get yeah, out of it. Or exactly. this is right. this yeah. is something you can also do if you choose to do it. I mean, it's not... Um, yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> that roadmap is really important uh, in terms of helping us like do that healing work. Um, but like I said earlier, love is a place you go, not just something you do. Mm-hmm. So is... is be it right if you a lot of us think that we have to do something and then we get the car the money the relationship and then we'll be happy yeah you have to be happy first and then out of that happiness you then do the actions of love and then you'll get the right relationship so it really starts with you and your way of being but even probably most people listening right now what the fuck does that mean yeah because we've been we've been conditioned our and we've never lives. done it that way. We've yeah. always done it this way. We're we're not doing it we've that way. Done. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. We've always we sit, done. We sit in yoga. The teacher tells us to lay down and do nothing, and we're like, oh, am I doing it right? Am I breathing? How's my breathing? And because you don't know how to just be, and then we get into a relationship, and we're you know we're out here doing and doing and building a business and doing our job and doing our fitness and yeah. doing our personal development and listening to the podcast and doing and doing and doing and then. We get into a relationship where love is not something that you achieve. It's something you allow. So that means I have to be. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And then right, and then, most of the time we just get bored and it's like our 
where, where we look to fuck it up, where we look to start something when it's easy. It's okay. You know, there's a saying that it's okay not to be okay. I have a saying that says it's okay to be okay. It is okay to be okay. That's a good oh saying. My, like, wow. <laughs> like, why haven't, oh, just adding like a positive vibration to that. It changes the whole meaning of the meaning of it. Yes, because the point, because if you, if you, it goes to the core belief. If you think that life is hard, it will be. If you think that right. life is beautiful, it will be. It literally is that simple. And every over form of personal development is just dancing around that idea. Amazing. So cool. So cool. Um, okay. That is the end of our bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> we can just keep going. Yeah. Keep going.